Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth sponsored show on 3CR. I'm your host, Phil Evans, and I am coming to you from the Kulin Nation on land that was never ceded. Um, Today, we are continuing with our six months to make a difference, although we're down to five months to make a difference now, as we continue the march towards the November state election. It's going to be a big one and Friends of the Earth have released a vision for Victoria, a state that works for the climate, works for people and works for the environment and uh, helps us all realise that vision. Uh, We've been doing a lot of colour and noise out on the street. We've been organising, we've been having conversations around. Last month we were particularly zooming, zooming in on the Act on Climate campaign. And this month, in the month of July, we want to take a closer look at the Sustainable Cities campaign, particularly the Get On Board campaign to see Victoria spend less money on roads and more money on public transport. And joining me in the studio this morning is Rachel uh, from the Sustainable Cities campaign. Morning, Phil. Good morning. Uh, So what's happening with the Sustainable Cities Collective? Yeah, so exciting to have this month kind of um, focused around sustainable cities and transport. Obviously, big issues here in Melbourne and we've got all sides of politics um, scrambling to find solutions to, um, you know, this congestion that is increasingly hitting our city um, and um, as we grow trying to work out how do we get ahead of this thing. Um, And at the moment, I guess it's kind of disappointing that a lot of the the solutions and the plans being put on the table are really road-centric and Mm road-focused. And, you know, if we just build more roads, that that'll solve the problems. Um, But we've got a bit of a different idea. We've been working over um, the last six months to to build a different vision, um, to talk to people and communities about what actually do we want, what solutions do we need to get people moving, you know, more efficiently and sustainably and, um, uh, you know, um, in, into the future, you know, making sure that we've got that capacity to keep uh, pace with all the um, people that need to get around to where they want to go. For so, sure. I, I mean, I, I imagine that the um, community out there have a huge number of amazing ideas about um, how they would like to see uh, public transport yeah. and active transport around in the city. Funnily enough, when you talk to people, they don't envisage sitting in traffic in their car by themselves <laughs> for hours and hours. And uh, solidarity <laughs> to anyone who is at the moment. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. It's no fun. And yeah, we know that there are people that need to use the roads, our emergency services and tradies. But, you know, for everyone else, let's give people actual viable options so that they can make the choice about, um, yeah, spending some time on public transport or, you know, being healthier, riding their bike or walking to local um 
their places that they need to go locally. Um, mm. All these are possible um, and they're all part of what we've built into the get on board vision, which is really um, the um, campaign that we're um, running at the moment. For sure. And there's lots of areas around in transport that need to be addressed. And I know the plan looks at uh, several different areas. Can you Mm. give us a quick run through on what they are? Yeah. So um, it goes from everything from, um, you know, major kind of infrastructure and, you know, new rail and, you know, we need new connections. There are parts of the city that don't have any connections or, um, you know, need upgrading and, Mm. um, you know, increasing the capacity. Um, We're seeing some of that, which is great, but let's keep it going. You know, Melbourne Metro is just the first stage of the tunnel. There is a second stage and, you know, as a growing city, we need more and more. Um, And who doesn't love a great sequel? (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Um, And it just makes sense. You know, we've we've invested all the... um, um, time and money and into bringing you know workers and building the um, res- resources that we need to, to make that project happen so let's keep it going let's keep that pipeline of projects happening here right here in Victoria so obviously that's one part but it, it, it goes beyond that it's um, you know how do we feed into that network with better buses and better um, trams that connect up and connect people to where they need to be and connect in with each other and um, you know, I'm sure lots of people have experienced the bus pulling up at the train stop one minute after the train has left. And <laughs> <laughs> so how do we make it that, you know, that those problems, um, that there's better network connectivity? Um, uh, of course, a big part is also um, tackling freight. We know mm. that there's, um, you know, a, a major port right here in the city of, Mel- in, of Melbourne um, that is continuing to grow. And at the moment, very little of that is... Um, on rail and that would make a huge difference in in transforming um, the amount of trucks coming in and out of the port and onto our local residential streets and so it's really an important part of the puzzle that we work out how we can um, yeah turn turn our port into a more modern um, and efficient port that that also protects local communities and, and gets those trucks off local streets. For sure. It's a huge safety issue out in the western suburbs, isn't it, the the trucks out on the street? It, definitely, yeah. And, I mean, all across the city, you know, we've got, yeah, lots of stuff going um, uh, coming in and out, mostly through the west, um, but also travelling up to other parts of the city and um, trying to, yeah, get all the stuff that everyone needs. To, to, um, yeah, we need some better solutions and what's current the current situation is um so then we've got um yeah making making <laughs> no so, no small plans <laughs> so yeah so they're kind of the first three planks and then the fourth one is um as i said making those healthier local communities so making sure that people have the choice that they can you know jump on a connected bike path or safe uh feel safe to jump on their bike um mm. or walk to local um you know community connections and um and make that possible for people um at the moment, yeah, that isn't necessarily possible because people don't feel safe or confident in in, in heading out there. Um, and the last part of the plan that kind of sits under it all is that all of this can be powered by local jobs here in Victoria, that we can be building the trains and the trams and the, the electric buses of the future, um, but also that, you know, we're creating ongoing jobs in public transport where... Um, yeah, we can be employing more bus drivers and tram drivers to, to keep the network running um, and maintaining that network. And, you know, it creates a whole pipeline of, of jobs um, right here for local people in Victoria. Yeah, for sure. It's um, a huge, huge amount of work. Um, it's really exciting that it's going on. And 
and especially because uh, the cars out on the road really are, and and all of the uh, the freight and movement going around around are really driving um, huge amounts of um, carbon dioxide and greenhouse mm. gases into our atmosphere. So it's really important work and exciting to tackle it from uh, a non-energy sector perspective to look at these these yeah. climate issues. Yeah, well, I mean, behind the energy sector, it, the um, transport sector is the second biggest source of our greenhouse gas emissions and fastest growing. Mm. You know, it's pretty incredible to see the in the last few um, you know decade or so the kind of transformation that and the momentum that's kind of building around the energy sector to really transition away from the dirty old fossil fuels and into renewable energy and, and supporting that kind of transition. Um, well, next up, you know, we've got to start talking about transport. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't you know, um, address climate change or the environmental impacts of our pollution um, unless we start yeah, really tackling the the big picture of transport. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, for a lot of people, it does it does end when we transition with coal. But uh, but you're right. Mm. Like uh, the the transport ex- sector, the agricultural sector as yeah. well, like uh, huge emitters of uh, greenhouse gases. So there's lots of work to be done around on climate. Indeed. Um, going through all those um, five key planks and areas that you are working, it sounds like there's a lot of work to be done. So um, how, if people are sitting at home, what's the best way for them to intersect with the uh, Sustainable Cities Collective? Yeah, so we catch up every week on Mondays at six o'clock at the Friends of the Earth office. Mm. Uh, It's an open meeting that everyone is invited to come and join in, um, find out what's happening and um, contribute. So we've been having action meetings the last few weeks weeks um, where we kind of get stuck in writing blog posts and making memes. Um, we've got some banner painting coming up. Um, so they're quite action oriented. So it's a real chance to um, get stuck into some action. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you can also follow our work on Facebook um, at Sustainable Cities or on Twitter. We Sustain Cities um, is our handle on Twitter. Um, so yeah, lots of updates there about what's happening. Yeah, fantastic. Um, you can also check out always the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page as well. Hopefully everyone out there, if you're not already liking both the Sustainable Cities and the Friends of the Earth Melbourne page, then pull out your phone or jump on your keyboard and look it up and make sure that you are liking and following those things. Um, so it is the month of action coming up yeah. and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the kinds of things that people might uh, get involved in doing because for a lot of people, that first step of getting involved in a mm. in a collective or a campaign um, can be a big one. So it's a good idea to have a bit of a picture in your head what sort of things might be happening. Can you tell us um, about uh, what sort of actions that you'll be doing? Yeah, so we've kind of got um, four focused areas of different locations. So this week is focused out west. Um, Then we'll be heading down south to Mordialic next week, um, up into the northeast suburbs the following week and right here in the inner city of Melbourne um, in the last week of July. Um, and each week there we've been working with local groups to kind of kick mm. off some different actions um, and you'll be hearing from one of the members of one of those groups in just a moment. Indeed. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so we've got a range of things. So um, we've got kind of flyering and, you know, um, educating people about different um, projects and the Get On Board kind of solution plans um, outside MPs' offices and at train stations, just chatting to people about, well, what kind of, you know, public transport future do we need um, and getting people to sign on to the plan. We've also got um, 
the, um, yeah, as I said, banner, banners being planted and we're going to be holding some of them over different freeways um, Ooh, fun. in the coming <laughs> weeks. So we, yeah, we'll cap, cap, capture, capture, sorry, the, um, the people stuck in the traffic there and, um, you know, give them something to think about, you know, maybe there's other ways and um, other things that we should be supporting to give them choices to not just be sitting there in the traffic. Um, and, and then, yeah, we've been doing a lot of social media, as I said, you know, kind of putting together blogs and getting that out there. So yeah, they're kind of the main things that people can come along and get involved in. Great. We're talking to Rachel Linsky. She's the Sustainable Cities Coordinator at Friends of the Earth, um, about the lead up to the state election and how this month at Friends of the Earth, we're really focusing in on those public transport, active transport solutions. So we say no to roads, but we say yes to other ways to move around this wonderful city that we live in. And um, the wonderful community powered transport plan that has been put together through huge consultation out in local groups uh, to uh, really put forward that vision of, of where people think that uh, transport needs to move in Victoria. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming in, Rachel. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And uh, Rachel's right. Coming up after um, a few community service announcements, we're going to speak to Chris Dunleby, who is from Don't Destroy Miller's Road. And we'll be talking a little bit about the Westgate Tunnel, one of those nefarious road plans that uh, the Andrews government has fortunately, unfortunately uh, put on the table. Um, but if you are interested, just a reminder to get involved with the Sustainable Cities campaign, then you can come to Friends of the Earth on Monday evenings at 6pm. Um, you'll find the wonderful Rachel there. She's very friendly, as are everyone in the in the collective. So you'll meet a bunch of friendly faces. So if public transport, getting freight uh, and trucks off our road is your thing, then uh, make sure you get involved. We'll be right back in just a moment. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts, and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids, and come in black, white, grey and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 9419-8377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. You gotta remember Nainox a special day for us, fellas. That's a reminder who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars, Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me, it's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me, for my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcasts. Happy NAIDOC! 
exciting times with NADOC week coming up. Um, we've had also the continuation of the wonderful Radiothon uh, where 3CR has been reaching out to you, our listeners, and saying, please help us stay on the airways. So a little update. Overall, the station has raised about $200,000 of our $250,000 target. So just $50,000 to go. So it'd be great if you can, if you haven't already, to dig deep and donate a couple of dollars in to help us reach that target of $250,000. And you can do that anytime on 3cr.org.au au forward slash donate that's 3cr.org.au forward slash donate or you can call us on 03-9419-8377 or sms on 0488-930-855 just before the break we were talking to rachel linsky who is the sustainable cities coordinator at friends of the earth about the get on board campaign and how its vision for victoria involves talking to communities about their what they think victoria's future in transport is a couple of years ago listeners may remember that the east west link tunnel was met with huge community opposition and eventually was uh, thwarted through that action. On the line, I have Chris Dunleavy, who is a part of Don't Destroy Millers Road, who are currently opposing the government's plan to build the Westgate Tunnel. Chris, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Phil. Thanks for having me. So for those at home, can you give us a little brief, what is the Westgate Tunnel about? Well, basically it's uh, something which wasn't taken to an election, it wasn't properly planned, it was just sort of cooked up behind closed doors and very shady sort of, you know, no one really knows. It just sort of popped up uh, after the 2014 election. It's a tunnel that links uh, basically Altona North, South Kingsville, with um, just past Yarraville at the Maribyrnong River there. Um, it's, uh, it's touted as you know, something that will fix the uh, traffic problems and the truck, uh, container truck problems in the West. Uh, It'll give you another, well, they call it a second river crossing, which is a bit silly because it only really crosses the Maribyrnong, which has multiple crossings already. Mm. Um, But it's something which uh, we don't think is going to work at all. In fact, we think it's going to make things a lot worse. It's inducing up to 37,000 extra vehicles uh, a day onto the Westgate Freeway. And it's not really uh, doing what it's designed to do, and that is give this second crossing of the city and, you know, uh, add add a vital sort of alternate to the Westgate Bridge. It's it's really just taking traffic from one part of Yarraville and dumping it in another part of Yarraville. Uh, We we don't like this at all. We don't think it's going to solve any of our problems. For sure. I mean... It, it seems strange, doesn't it? I mean, I wonder what your thoughts are around why the government seems so addicted to building new roads. What is Victoria's addiction to roads about? Well, I just think it's the mindset. I just think, you know, both the major parties have just got their heads buried in a bucket of tarmac. It just, it just feels like it's the only solution to fix our problems, which is just ludicrous. Uh, every single time we, you know, every every four years when the election rolls around, everyone's talking about mega roads. Now, just to, to be clear, we're not anti-roads. I mean, roads, you know, form a vital part of, of our, you know, of our city. But why do they have to be mega and why do they have to be told? Uh, it's just, it, it just seems they've got to build them as big as possible and funnel as many 
cars and trucks into them as they possibly can to make them viable. Um, just, just crazy. We, we would like... We think the Australian mindset uh, is just addicted to cars and, and sort mm. of travelling by road because we haven't really known anything else. I mean, if you look around the world at the major cities, if you, you, know, if you say to someone, you know, what are the major cities of the world? They'll say New York, Paris, Tokyo, London, etc. They've all got substantial uh, railways. They've all got tube or train systems. They've got buses that link up with them. They all move their um, population around pretty well. Uh, Melbourne just doesn't have that. I mean, if you if you look at a sort of a screenshot of all those five cities next to each other, then see Melbourne's train network, it looks very bare. It's sort of it all comes into a central point in the city, and it's you know, uh, enormous areas of the city are just left without any coverage at all. Uh, we feel it out here in the west uh, pretty badly. We've got the Werribee line, which is uh, very crowded. Um, the western suburbs are growing at an enormous rate. Uh, if you look at the city of Wyndham, it's now overtaken Geelong. And we've still only got one train coming in. And that train is packed by the first station. So you can't really blame the people for not wanting to get on that. I mean, I always think of the Kevin Costner movie, if you build it, they will come. Hmm. If you give people a viable, uh, fast, well-connected, uh, well-priced alternate, then they will use it. If people don't need to drive, uh, for example, tradesmen and couriers and whatnot, if they don't, if they only need to carry a backpack or a briefcase or whatever it is, they will get on good public transport if it is provided. And we just don't really have that out here. We've got 75% of people from my suburb, which is Brooklyn, uh, they all drive to work. And it's not because we love our cars, it's because we've got no other choice. Our buses are always late. The streets are crowded. Uh, this isn't going to make it any better. It's, in fact, it's going to make it worse. Yeah, for sure. It's it, it does feel like that. Uh, I know I've, I haven't lived out west, but I've certainly tried to get around there. And the public transport options are really, really, really very lean. Um, do you have any visions or ideas or alternatives that uh, would work for the instead of the Westgate Tunnel? Well, if you're talking about public transport, you know, for us, the solution, it lies in a number of different um, different approaches. But, I mean, the Melbourne Metro 2... Uh, it, it, it's just a no-brainer that needs to be started as soon as possible. Um, that's connecting Newport via Fisherman's Bend to the city and then ultimately out to uh, Clifton Hill. Mm. It also paves the way for the Doncaster line to get started. It's, it's really a, a, you know, an amazing piece of infrastructure that we badly need. It, the, for us out west too, the, the main thing it does is it takes a lot of pressure off the Werribee line. Um, if we could get that started, I mean, you know, I think that along with Melbourne Metro 1, that is a huge uh, first step to solving it. The airport line is very uh, popular out here too because not only does it, you know, if you look around the world at all the major cities, again, we're one of the only ones that doesn't have a train to the airport. It is an outrage, um, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's outrageous. And you just, I mean, Melbourne keeps winning this livable city title, you know, every year, which we pride ourselves on. I mean, it just doesn't feel like it is very livable out here. Um, in those ways, we're not very well connected. Um, the airport line, I mean, should have been started decades ago. I mean, a lot of these things should have been started decades ago, mm. but they, you know, due to bad planning and infighting between the parties, they weren't. Um, but not only does that airport line, you know, give us a train to the airport, but it also gives us more options for some of those suburbs along that line as well to catch it in. Mm. I mean, there's also other things like freight lines. There's a freight line through uh, Newport, through 
our area, which uh, could be widened and that could be electrified in use. That goes all the way to Broadmeadows. I mean, there's, there's many, many options. Uh, it's also about connecting up the buses better. Uh, we, like I said, the Brooklyn buses, are, <laughs> to get to say, to get, I don't know, five or six kilometres across town to say High Point, I mean, it can take up to 25 minutes. The, it's just not, the, the traffic is really bad and, you know, they're not given priority. But it's just simple fixes like that, which we need to look at. But uh, no one really wants to look at it. For sure. I mean, I um, am, imagine there's a couple of people listening um, who are probably like me who live in the northern area where we have some fantastic transport. But we want to show solidarity and, uh, and help you guys out west. What can we do to support the campaign to stop the Westgate Tunnel? I'd just just get out there, speak to people. Like, just uh, write to your your local members, write to the press. Um, we're we're very active on social media on Don't Destroy Millers Road po- page on Facebook and Twitter. Um, just talk to your neighbours. Just you know, get out there and knock on their doors if you have to. Or, or we've passed out flyers at shopping centres. We've letterbox dropped. We've uh, had a, a community meeting night. You know, we've done many many things. Just speak to your local council. Just be as active as you possibly can and make as much noise as possible. Make as much noise as possible. I love it. Thanks, Chris, um, for joining us today. Um, Have a fantastic day. Thanks, Phil, for having me. Cheers. No worries. That was uh, Chris Miller there from uh, Don't Destroy Miller's Road. Um, Pleasure talking to him um, after we just had a chat with uh, Rachel Linsky earlier from the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Sustainable Cities campaign. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Hannah Smiley from WA. When I'm in Melbourne, I listen to 3CR 855 AM Community Radio. You can listen on your digital radio or stream it live and subscribe at 3cr.org.au. So we're coming to the end of another edition of Dirt Radio. It was um, great to continue on as we march towards the state election with our five months to make a difference now. Um, It was... If people are interested in getting involved in the campaign to stop the Westgate Tunnel, to get more public transport, to get trucks off our road, then the Sustainable Cities Collective meet at 6pm on Mondays at Friends of the Earth upstairs. Um, New members and uh, contributors are always welcome and uh, all voices are heard uh, in in the flat consensus decision-making processes that we use at Friends of the Earth. So please come along and get involved in that important work as we move towards the election. If you are interested also in learning more about uh, taking action on the streets, getting colour and noise out there, Friends of the Earth has a training day, a community action training day coming up on the 21st of July. It's going to be at the Multicultural Hub in the centre of the Melbourne city. So it is called Get Shit Done, Community Action Training. So the 21st of July, mark it into your diaries, jump onto the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook Click attending. It is free for Friends of the Earth members. Um, you can always sign up at melbourne.fo.org.au. Um, otherwise, there are free places for First Nations people and hardships considered otherwise $120 for a day of community action training. Not just training, but also getting out and planning to take actions out on the street. So this is going to be a hands-on learning experience that gets you from uh, zero to hero in terms of your activism. So jump on board uh, Friends of the Earth Melbourne's Facebook page and check out that one. 
We're at the end of another edition of Dirt Radio. Uh, I'm Phil Evans, and always, always, it is a pleasure to have you on the air. And a huge shout out to all the wonderful people who supported us a couple of weeks ago on our Radiothon program. We reached our target. Hooray! Um, but it's not too late to donate, so give a call now on 0394198377 or jump online to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and support keeping... 3CR on the air. Let's listen to our favourite song here at Dirt Radio, People Have the Power by Patti Smith.